7 to 8 p.m. Sport On with Tabiso Musia. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. Yeah, a lot, you know. Um, anybody that knows me, anybody that knows me, you know, you know me, everyone knows me. They know that, you know, I'm not racist or, and, and I didn't mean it in, in that kind of way, you know, whatsoever. Um, I've been getting a, a, a lot of hate, a lot of hate, like, you know, um, crazy messages, death threats, all type of stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, that was not what my intent. And um, I just want to fight the best at the end of the day. Sometimes it's just about you're only 21 and it's just about yeah. learning as well. And it's yeah, getting yeah. carried away with the hype. We know you want those big fights bad. You want Lomachenko. You want all these guys. And I think, yeah. I, you know, I don't think you should have said it, but I don't think you meant anything by it at the same point. Yeah. Um, like you said, you know, you just do so many interviews. And now it's at the point to where people are just picking every little word that I say and, and you know, they will they will drag it out or, you know, make it into to something, you know, totally different. But, you know, I didn't mean it, it that way in, you know, whatsoever. Good evening, everybody, and uh, thank you for staying with us on SAFM and uh, joining us on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabi Sumosia, Katlecho Mudiba and Timothy producing the show, and Sylvester Komane is in technical. It is a Boxing Wednesday, and that clip that we've opened with is uh, that of a WBC lightweight champion, uh, Devin Haney, the American who beat South Africa's Nomeva last year to hand him his first professional defeat. Well, um, Devin Haney... Um, caused a lot of controversy in the U.S. over the past few weeks. That's after he came out to say that he will never, ever lose to a white boy. And in this clip that we've played, uh, he was speaking to Matchroom Boxing's uh, Eddie Han. Uh, we wanted to do the story last week, but we couldn't get to it because, remember, we had to cut our show short because uh, the ministers were speaking about COVID-19. So we're going back to that story then uh, tonight, that of uh, Devin Haney, who said he will never lose to a white boy he was heavily criticized for these comments uh, that were seen as dividing the spot of boxing along racial lines he has since apologized for his comments but uh, we will hear from an american boxing journalist who will give us more on the reaction from the state and how this has been received even uh, devin henny's apology and i'll be in i'm interested to hear your thoughts on this if you want to weigh in on this one please feel free to send us your voice notes right now on 061 i'll repeat that whatsapp now for voice notes, it's 0614104107. Do you agree with those who say that uh, this type of comments have no place in the sport of boxing? Or is it just hype? Is Devin Haney just a young man that's just trying to hype up his next fight to his boxing career? And uh, that's why he said he will never lose to a white boy. And uh, also tonight on the show, we are going to Mpumalanga. Uh, one of you called us last week to say that they were worried about the state of boxing in Mpumalanga. Uh, so uh, we thought we should visit the province that gave us uh, the likes of Paul Tehla, his son Anthony, uh, Morula Kidungobeni, to name but a few. So we're going to hear from some of these legends about the state of boxing in the province. And uh, Mr. Sigabopa, Paul Tehla, his son Blue Jaguar, have agreed to speak to us. And if you are in Mpumalanga, please do give us a call. Uh, give us your thoughts on what's happening as far as boxing is concerned um, in the province you can also send us voice notes to this whatsapp number 0614104107 or you can call us on 0891104207 our sms number is 41391 i've already got a comment on my facebook page when i tweeted that we're going to be going to mpumalanga to find out about the state of boxing there in that province and somebody said i have never ever heard of a professional boxer from mpumalanga so there it is. You learn something new every day. So we are going to uh, speak to boxers then from Pomalanga. If you've never heard anybody from uh, of a boxer from Pomalanga, then maybe this is a conversation for you. But then I guess it says a lot maybe about the state of boxing in the province if uh, people think boxing does not even exist in a rich province like Pomalanga. So we're going to discuss that on the show tonight. But after the break, we're going to hear from Amer. Oh, okay. Before we go to the break, I believe we've got a voice note. Uh, let's go to that. 
this is John Sipichovich or Krasmir. I don't blame him. Even the whites, when they want to box with the black ones, they say like that. So it's fine. It's fine. They apologize or not, it's fine. <laughs> Thanks, my selector. Okay, my selector. Thanks, John. Uh, keep those voice notes coming. So John says nothing wrong uh, with what Devin Haney has to say. We're going to hear from an American journalist, but we are taking your voice notes right now. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Before we hear from our journalist, uh, Raimundo Diosis, let's also acknowledge Rumble Africa promotion. Uh, Terrace Ndutu there for the second year in a row. Uh, they have been named as the IBF Continental Africa's most active promoter. So they got the award for most active promoter for 2018. And then got the award for 2019 and it's no surprises because they're always putting up tournaments here rumble africa promotions i know that we are got a packed show tonight but if we can we're gonna try and squeeze them in just to highlight this massive achievement here but let's talk about this this issue of devin handy now and we spoke to american journalist raymond raymundo diosis from three three and i began by asking raymundo where to pre-record him because of the time difference i began by asking him um what was his reaction to Devin Haney's comments that he will never, ever lose to a white boy? My first thought was I was disappointed, you know, because, uh, you know, racism has has no place in, in boxing or, or in our world, you know, or, or anything that can be perceived as racism. You know, there's just really no, no answer for it. You know, people, after they say something, they try to backtrack it, and then they end up regretting saying what they originally said. So my first thought, though, was with... Uh, Bernard Hopkins and Joe Calsagi. Uh, before Hopkins fought Calsagi, he said the same thing that he would never lose to a white boy. Well, you know, Hopkins, he, you know, uh, ended up losing. You know, so you know, it, it's a bit, bit of a karma that Hopkins had to go through. But you know, in this day and age, you know, this wonderful sport that we're involved in, you know, there's there's no place for it. You know, there's you know, it's beautiful that other uh races can fight each other all over the world from you know Australia to United States to Africa to Europe you know and and winner you know uh other races beat each other all the time so it's it's not something that is really relevant in our sport it was it was really a bad uh, thing for him to say and he has since apologized how has his apology been received uh well it's bad timing for him to say something like this because in the boxing world, all of us were searching for any news, any content, anything that we can read that's new because there's no fights right now. So for him to do this, it's, it's bad timing with, with, the, with the global pandemic and um, the reception since it's, it's kind of like in everyday life, uh, how, you know, somebody will say sorry, but you still feel and you still remember what they said. Um, I don't see that he got a lot of uh, negative attention from it. Um, but nonetheless, somebody must have talked to him and gotten to his ear and told him to, you know, try to do a retraction of his of his statements, you know, which, which led to him apologizing. So I don't see much um, flack on it um, online or anything that, you know, um, but... Of course, every boxing fan has heard of it because as us as all boxing fans, you know, we're looking for anything new to read. So, um, bad choice, you know, on his end. Uh, he's still a young, charismatic kid. So, we have to, you know, he has to learn from his lessons, you know, uh, learn a lesson from this and, and just uh, try to continue on just like all the rest of us. Does it seem, Raimundo, that his apology was sincere because some people believe that um, he was forced, basically, to, or he was ordered to go out and apologize? That is interesting, you know, and, and what, what, what happened after these statements, too, was the WBC decided to fully reinstate him again as the WBC champion. So last year, in his last fight in November, he had injured his shoulder, so he was named the champion in recess. And after this whole incident where he uh, made some comments, now, recently, the WBC reinstated him as a lightweight champion. So, you know, that could have been something to where his team or his management, you know, uh, told him, hey, you know, we have to be ready for if boxing gets opened up again as a sport and for you to be the champion. 
so th- that's an interesting take is, is that was it sincere, you know, um, I don't know if he did it with the video. You know, I just read quotes. So perhaps a video uh, would be, you know, seen as more sincere. But speaking of videos, Gervonta Davis, who's the uh, WBA lightweight champion, he's putting out videos of him working out <laughs> and staying in shape and, and being a champion. And that, that's what Devin Haney should be focusing on and not making comments that can be uh, uh, determined as racist. Now, there's another argument. Some people are saying that w- what he was saying was showmanship. It's part of boxing. It's only hype. I mean, could that even be put forward as an argument in a case like this? Um, n- n- not too much, you know, because, uh, I mean, boxers, their temperaments, they're different types of athletes. You know, uh, boxers, they're trying to physically harm each other, which separates them from other athletes but it still doesn't give them an excuse to, you know, bring up somebody's race in a fight, you know. And, you know, he, he, should, he should look back at the famous fights, you know, that have happened in boxing. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of racism in, in, in a lot of our, our, our biggest fights, you know, uh, in the sport. It's really not something that um, adds positivity to the fight or sells more tickets it's really not it's really not you know if anything it makes everything more negative um uh, another another good tale would be hopkins hopkins when he fought uh felix trinidad he threw down the puerto rican flag during a press conference and that didn't lead to more you know pay-per-view purchases if anything it made it worse you know and and you know hopkins was known for that for several several years for disrespecting a country by throwing their flag on the ground. So there's really not much positivity that something like this adds to a fight. If anything, it just it affects it negatively all around. You said earlier on, Raimundo, that um, you hope that he learns from this. Uh, he is a lively character, Henny. We followed him before he fought our own Ndongeni uh, last year. What do you hope that he takes out of this, of, of this situation? Uh, what I hope that he does is that he... Um, makes a, a, a smaller social media presence for the time being. You know, he, he doesn't have to daily update him himself with, uh, you know, um, comments online. What he needs to do is daily keep himself in training, keep his body right, you know, for the day that uh, boxing and, and the sports world can get opened up again. So what he needs to do is keep his head down and, and, uh, a perfect example of, of a good boxer is a 365 days a year boxer, not just a uh, training camp boxer or a couple of months uh, out of the year. You're a boxer. The great, greatest boxers are boxers 365 days a year. So there you have it then, the views of American boxing journalist Raimundo Diosis of Three More Rounds dot com. They're saying that basically there is no. Sp- no place for Devin Henney's comments um, in the sport of boxing and he hopes that he lands up from this but basically saying that it's totally unacceptable. We did ask for your thoughts on uh, our voice note number on WhatsApp. That number is 0614104107. Let's hear. SAFM here, there and everywhere. Evening, Tabby. So yeah, on that comment of racial, even me, I don't support it. It's a good thing that he apologized. You know, sometimes when you are happy, you end up talking the wrong things. Yes, it didn't mean it in that way. But now, it's wrong because you've got white people who are supporting you. You've got white people's companies, like sponsors, who are supporting you. You've got white listeners who are listening to these SAPC stations. No, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. But I'm happy that he apologized. This is also too deep in Peter Morrison, 105.0 FM. Thank you, Usutu Deep. So one voice note said that there was nothing wrong with what Devin Haney had to say. And Usutu Deep, though, um, says, no, totally wrong. No place for that in boxing. But he hopes he learns from it. And uh, he must just learn to keep his mouth shut and move on. He's apologized, Devin Haney. Glad that he's apologized. And uh, yeah, let's uh, uh, look at the future now because he is a bright prospect. No doubt about that, Devin Haney. Up next, we're going to squeeze in Rumble Africa promotions.
Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. So I mentioned that uh, there was another award for Rumble Africa Promotions and the CEO Nomfesane Nyatela joins us on the line. Now, CEO, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us here on SAFM and congratulations. Evening, Tabiso, and evening to the listeners. Two years in a row, you've basically defended your title. Were you expecting to defend it or did it come as a surprise? Honestly, it, 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 it came as a surprise. Remember, when when everything just went like the corona and everything, we really did not expect it. We cancelled our bookings to attend the convention in California. And even when we're going to attend the convention, we're not expecting to be awarded. But now that we have been awarded, I don't want to lie, we are really honoured and we are grateful not only to IPF, but also to the entire boxing community, you know. And for you as Rumble Africa, what does it say about the company that for two years in a row now, you are the IBF Continental Africa Promoter of the Year? You know what, Tariso? Uh, we used to be called Abo Mafikizono, <laughs> but, but not anymore. Now we are just here to stay and for us as the as the promotion it, 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 it's really humbling us and it's really showing us that we are really doing a, a great job and remember Tabiso, it's not only about staging tournaments mm-hmm. but i think what is important is about producing champions remember Tabiso, you can stage tournaments and 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 not have champions yes. last year alone we produced the four ibf champions as, as rumble africa promotion we even staged the ibf elimination and that on its own it's a great achievement and so, how yes how are you how are you able to do it because you've been consistent with 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 tournaments and not just any tournament but high profile tournaments that have been on tv also you know what, Tabiso? Um, we struggle a lot, ne? because you know most of our tournament we stage we stage them without getting sponsors, but without without getting sponsors, but with support of our friends, and sometimes we we, we also take money out of our pockets. Myself, Tamar, Guterres, and and also I think what is what is encouraging us more is the behavior of our boys. Mm. You know, Tabiso, when they get on stage and they perform. We just immediately after the tournament, we just say, "When is our next date?" So it's it, it all it's it, it all it all goes to our boys. Honestly, they just don't disappoint us, and they make us to to want to work more, to work more, and deliver. That's 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 about it. You also have huge support in in the Eastern Cape, not only East London but also PE, where you've hosted tournaments. Uh, what's the message to your fans out there that keep supporting Rumble Africa Promotions? Because they never shy to call in and say, "Yeah, this is the best uh, promotions company in the country." They're always calling us. You know what, Tabiso? Uh, we really appreciate the support that we get in Mecca. Each and every time Tabiso we stage a tournament, even if it's a developmental tournament. It's always Tabiso a full house. We we really appreciate them. Even when they criticize us sometimes, we know that they mean well. And 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 we, we just want to improve and so on. But what we want to say to our supporters now is that they must stay home, they must uh, take care of themselves. And once this thing is over, as Rambla Africa we promise to stage other big tournaments. That one is a promise. Thank you, CEO. Thanks for speaking to us. Congratulations again. We thought it was important that we highlight what you've achieved two years in a row. IBF Continental Africa Promoter of the Year. By the way, a lot of people were asking us about the relief fund of the 150 million rand. Uh, we did speak to the DG yesterday, DG Vusum Zimkize of the Sports, Arts and Culture Sector uh, Department, and he was telling us that they've basically paid out uh, as far as the sports sector is concerned and with boxing they have paid out to 47 successful applicants remember the threshold is 20,000 rand so they've paid out to 47 uh, successful applicants in boxing uh, we'll try and get to this story next week because we did try to uh, just find somebody who uh, was paid but we couldn't uh, get somebody to speak to us tonight uh, just to confirm everything and whether they're satisfied or not so because we couldn't get somebody tonight we're going to leave that story for uh, next week just to speak to some of this uh, boxing uh, whether it's promoters whether it's boxers that have been paid out we'll just hear from them if they are happy and uh, or, or, or not so we are on that one don't worry folks those who've been asking us on uh, 
social media. But right now, let's uh, go to Mpumalanga. Let's find out about the state of boxing in the province of Mpumalanga. If you are there in the region, give us your thoughts. We want to find out what is happening. People are saying it's quiet. Some people are saying we've never heard of a boxer from Mpumalanga. So please give us your your comments on WhatsApp on this number 061-4104-107. You can also call us if you want to speak to any of our guests or add to the conversation on 0891-104-207. And our SMS number is 41391. And it is my pleasure and my honor now to welcome on the line uh, the legend himself, as they called him, Sigabopa, Mr. Paul Tsetlam, Bumalanga Boxing Promotion CEO. Sigabopa, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Hello, Mr. Sigabopa, are you there? I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I'm there. Okay, thank you for speaking to us uh, on SAFM tonight. It's a pleasure and an honor for us to be talking to you. It's been a while since people heard from you, Mr. Sigabopa. What's keeping you busy these days? Uh, we are busy with development, amateur boxing, inter-club tournaments. Mm, and how's that going? No, it was going fine until this uh, coronavirus because we were supposed... Actually, we are fighting every month as here in the city of Malaseni. Ah, that's very good to hear. Before we talk more about that, let's just educate the young ones. You're a former boxer yourself. How do you look back at your career? Yes, I think boxing was good to me. I'm the, I won the South African National Sabu Championship. I've been in the ring with such a legend, the late Mzugis is queer, but I lost on points to him sometimes during the uh, National Boxing Championship, you know. Uh. Yeah. So you, you you are happy with what you've achieved in the ring? Yes, I've achieved a lot and uh, boxing has kept me well, you know. It's true that, you know, the sports can keep you healthy. At my age, I'm still training with boxers, you know, things like that. Sure. And you were fighting in the 70s? Um, uh, yeah, in the 70s, I was fighting, yes. You, you also fought... Actually, actually, I started fighting in 1966. 66? Yeah, first time I got in the ring. Sure. And when did you when did you retire in the early eighties? Eighty three. Eighty three was your last fight. Yeah, that's when I formed my team, APC Poking Camp, which is leading in the Mpumalang. You also after I formed the Mpumalang Boxing Promotion together with uh, one of my former champions, Lawrence Ngoveni. Morula Kid. Yes. The Marula Sun kids, yeah. yes. Yes, I remember the name very well. You also fought uh, the late Terra Matebula. You must have been saddened by his passing, Sigabopa. Yes, I did fought him and I gave him hell. I remember we fought in Mamilodi, a fight which was promoted by the late promoter Colin Mulepo of oh. Mamilodi. After the fight, Terra came into my dressing room. He, t- he told me that I'm sorry for the wedding. He said, I'm, I'm, I make him fight shit, you know. Next time he'll kill me if we get in the ring. But unfortunately, we never fought again, you know. And um, do, how much do you remember about that fight on the 10th of May in 1974? Was it your first professional fight? Yeah, it was my first professional. First against Terra Matibula. Do you remember it like it was yesterday? I remember it very well. And I gave him hell. I gave my all, you know. Yeah, but he still beat you. He beat me on, on points. points. Yes, and on points. He beat me on points. Yes. No, that's impressive. And he was angry after the match. He said, hey, uh, I, you know, I'm fighting. I'm sorry for the wedding. Shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him hell, real hell. Yes, yes, sorry for the waiting. We did interview Mr. Tarama Tebula shortly before he passed on, and he wasn't a happy man. He felt that he wasn't recognized enough by his country. Would you agree? Yes, I can say so, because, you know, you, you won one of the reputable titles, the WPA, you know, flyweight title. Mm. And in a foreign country against Tashik Kim, you know, it was the first, he was the first, you know. Yes, he was the first black world champion in South Africa. And yes. your your sons are also boxers, Sigabopa. Does it run in the family? Did they decide to get into boxing or did they have no choice? Yes, uh, I had my son, Anthony, as you know, Anthony Pluchego. Yeah. He was named after the late Morodi. I had super, I mean, Tabo. 
Kutabo didn't do well, you know. Mm. Those were two my sons who were boxing. But Anthony, well, he reached the highest level. Yes. As he won the SA title, as I'm saying, Anthony, he's the only, you can look in the history of boxing in Mpumalanga. Mm. He's the only boxer who fought for three titles in one day. Three yes. titles and winning them all, beating the legendary Kreja Kuka, Jerry Kunguluza. Jerry Kunguluza. Yeah, defeating, yes. they were fighting for three titles. The South African featherweight title, the WPC International featherweight title, the All Africa. All Africa boxing title, yes. Yes, that's correct. We're actually going to speak to Blue Jaguar after we we, we, we speak to you. What about Jimmy? Who is uh, Jimmy Tesla? Is he one of your sons? One of the grandsons? Yeah, actually he's my late brother's son. Uh, I took him when he was 66 years. Now he's 18 years old. He's boxing. He's doing well. He's got wins from the national championship, you know. Since he started boxing, he's been winning the provincial titles all the time. Yes, we were, I was reading about him in the local paper there in Whitbank. I think the Whitbank News had a story about him last year. Do you think he's one for the future? He's one for the future. Very talented. And he likes the game, you know. He likes the game. That's good to hear. Even the season course. Season course is the super welterweight, you know. Junior middleweight. So now we've called you to talk about the state of boxing in uh, Mpumalanga. But before that, how would you describe the state of boxing in South Africa now compared to when you were fighting Sigabopa? Have things changed for the better or not? Not at all. Not at all. But I can tell you, I don't want to bring politics in it. Mm. You know, when I talk to, to some people, some promoter, who's got all the dates from Supersport, I don't want to mention names. Mm. It's purely on business. And the way they are doing it, they are killing boxing because they got lots of money and it's not, it's not spreaded around the country. Mm. Okay, in the previously, he was working jointly with Pramzi, uh, Dream Goni, you know, in East London, putting fights there, you know. Mm. But... If you have fights in Gauteng and it doesn't involve the, the South African boxers, you know, to, 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 to make boxes great, boxing great, you have to have a competition. Mpumalanga versus Gauteng, Mpumalanga versus Eastern Cape, Mpumalanga versus Free State, you know. Then uh, people will be interested in boxing to know who's the best, you know. So are you saying at the moment there's a monopoly of promoters? I can say it, yes, it is, yes. And how is boxing in Pumalanga at the moment? I can tell you, uh, we, we're trying our backs, me and my partners, you know. The clubs that I'm working with, and I'm pushing them. Like, uh, we were supposed to have our fight last week, Saturday. Because of coronavirus, we said, no, let us not risk the health of the boxers. Let's, mm-hmm. Let us comply. Our president did say, you know. So, that hence we postponed it indefinitely. So are you happy with the state of boxing in Bumalanga at the moment? Not at all, not at all. But the, on my side, as I'm saying, fortunately for me, I'm happy that the city of Emalasheni, especially the HOD, Mr. Lesson Dooley, he likes boxing, he's a, he tried boxing also, he, he did train with boxers in his earlier years, you know. He really supports boxing. We put big up, big fights here at the, the Civic Center, mm. a TV fight. We got the very great assistance from his office, you know. Mm. Mm. So why did you decide to focus on the amateur ranks then? And uh, do you still have your promoter's license? I still have it, yes. I still why have did it. you decide to go the amateur route? Because you were telling us earlier that you're looking after amateurs. You know, the mistake that I did... It's a regretting, I mean, overlooking the development. Look, I had the Lawrence Ngobeni, the Tsepo, the La Hoya Mashifo, the Superpet Ngobeni, the Patrick Masangos. After those boxers, there were no more boxers. Mm. You see, because boxers, they come and go, they retired, there was no development. But now I have to develop. If I will reach that level again, I'll make sure that we breed the others behind, you know. And how is the talent there with with the uh, with, with, um, with the young ones with their matches? 
I can tell you we have great talent. You see this season, Kosi, mark that name. Uh, Jimmy Tessa, mark his name, you know. And uh, a couple others, you know. You will see them in, in future. And and do you think how much of boxing has been neglected in South Africa because there's always a big focus on just the professionals and that's why we haven't had boxers at the Olympics recently? It is neglected, really. It is neglected, especially uh, TV. You see, I'm trying to form a concept. Mm. My apology for diverting. A no concept. problem. I'm calling it... Actually, initially, I wanted to call it Mpumalanga Boxing Contenders, you know. Mm. I said, no, man, let, them, let me call it National Boxing Contenders. Then I established provinces, you know. I will register with NPO, and nobody will, will, will stop me, because when you look at the constitution of South Africa, everybody is free to form an association, you know, mm. whether professional or amateur, you know. So... I will form that, and uh, my pop boxers will fight. But under the, uh, you know, Aiva had pro boxers. Yes, Aiva. Yeah, yeah. So I will work under those rules, Aiva, and it will. Once it got registered by uh, NPO, it's a legal entity. Nobody can stop it, you know. And you so that's what I'm going to do, you know. And you're hoping to take boxers to the Olympic Games? I want to do that, and uh, at the same time, they'll. They'll fight as a pro. They can get back to a match like in football. I'll make the rule. If, if the, our constitution is passed by NPO, the registry, you know, nobody can stop it. That You, you know, in football, players from Orlando Parade, if they pick one, they say he must go to fight to the Olympics. It's, it's accepted. But they are top professional, you know. So, as the CEO of the Mbumalanga Boxing Promotions, then, what are you, or who are you in charge of? What do you overlook, and what's the uh, body about? Yeah, as a CEO, I make sure that we look for sponsorship, the monies, then the the manager, the matchmaker, because I used to matchmaker, you yes. see. Then we sit down to manage the whole uh, scenario, you know. Uh. That is my duty. Uh, and in your opinion, Sigabopa, what will it take then for boxing in Bumalanga to return to its glory days? We need lots of fights. All right, let me talk about myself. I'm sure you know the, the greatest boxer in Bumalanga. Do you know it ever to, pro, to be produced in Bumalanga? One of the greatest fighters. Do you know him? I'm asking you. <laughs> oh, am, 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 am I talking to him? I mean, we can mention a lot of names you've... You've mentioned yourself, you've mentioned your son, there's the great last warrior also. Who, for you, who is it? All right, for me, the greatest fighter of all time in Pumalang, it's Tiger Flow, Paul Tiger Flow Mnisi. Paul Mnisi. Yeah, from amateurs. When you look at the record of the late Zogo Kwichi, ah. he defeated Zogo Kwichi, even Zogo Kwichi in the professional. He defeated the late Murake, you know. Uh, but I can say it. I told him that he was ill-disciplined. He'll regret it. You know, he was not serious when he was a professional, you know. But in the amateurs, I don't know him losing. You sure. can make your research. There was a great fighter, amateur boxer, no, Desmond Stearman, Dwarki. Uh, Every time they fought, the Tiger Flow will de- de- defeat him, you know. That's a good one. Okay, we've got a voice note. We're also going to speak to Anthony Tsetla, who is Paul's son, who's a former boxer himself. Uh, but let's go to the voice note first. Yes, hi, Tabi. So um, when, when you have a, a group of talented boxers, it's it's easy for them, especially in the amateur ranks, to get off the rails and, and be distracted by certain things. So my question to him would be, uh, what does he do to make sure that they keep focused and uh, that the talent doesn't go to waste and what lessons can he bring to nurture them from yesterday boxers who made mistakes along the way. It's AP from East London. Good evening, Tabi, sir. Uh, good evening to the guest uh, here there on the, on, the, on the line. 
uh, it's Libra here in East London. You know, um, we have often cried that, you know, the government does not support enough, you know, the minority sports in the country. Because even though, you know, yes, boxing is, is, is a big sport, but it's not that popular with the big three dominating cricket, rugby and football. So my question to him, the guest there, is the Limpopo provincial uh, government supporting, you know, uh, boxing in the province? Are they funding boxing, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in Bumalanga, especially the Department of uh, Sports, Arts, Culture and Recreation? So are they supporting, you know, uh, the development um, in, in Bumalang and has he approached, you know, the government, the provision? Thanks for that, Libra. We're just going to take a quick break and we'll let Mr. Sigabopa answer after this. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Okay, let's get Mr. Sigabopa to answer these two questions. The first one, let's start from the bottom uh, from Libra in East London, who is saying, who was asking if you get any kind of support from uh, the municipality in Mpumalanga. Have you approached them? Have you asked for support? Mr. Sigabopa? Yeah, I, I did not approach the provincial, mm. but in the Malashedi, DCSR, the city of Malashedi. Mm. HOD, Mr. Les Lintuli, supports us. I remember one time, the sport organizer to meet Angore, uh, Orlando Pirates Legends, he works there under him. I was organizing for a kumbi. They were pretty willing to hire us a kumbi so that we can go and fight in, in Soweto, you know. Unfortunately, because of this coronavirus, and then we had to cancel the, the fight. So we you, get the support. So you're happy with the support from Emma Lassin? Yes, even the venue. I get the venue free, but the entrance, we let people pay. We get the 100% support here in the TCSRA Malachian boxing-wise. AP wanted to know what lessons are you teaching these amateur boxers because you mentioned Tiger Flow and it's easy to get distracted. Last week we spoke to Silence Mabuza. He's also got an academy and he was telling us that as, as much as he's teaching them how to box, but life skills are very crucial. Silence Mabuza is here in Pumala. Mm. Yeah, but we we never because I remember one time we we were supposed to fight his club. Unfortunately, we had to cancel because it is not maybe was not on the last moment. But we carried on with other clubs, you know. Yes, I once spoke with him. Yes, yes, he also has an academy. I think the question is, what lessons are you teaching those boxers? Uh, those are much boxers that you are looking after. All right, we we. We teach them about this discipline, lifestyle, you know, and uh, the determination to reach the top. I always tell my boxers that I can train you as much as possible, but if you don't want to become a cha- champion, we will never succeed, you know. Okay. Mr. Sigabopa, thank you for speaking to us, just for giving us your view on the state of boxing in Mpumalanga. But we're not done yet because we've got your son on the line. Anthony, Blue Jaguar, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us here on SAFM. Thank you for having me in your show. How are you keeping during this lockdown, Blue Jaguar? Uh, Well, what can we do, my brother? We have to do what has to be done to survive under these uh, conditions. It's been a while since you last fought. What's been keeping you busy? Uh, fortunately, I've been working here and there, you know, and uh, uh, also doing some reading, you know. I've been doing a lot of things, yes. Uh, and um, what about boxing? Are you still involved in the sport? No, nah, ever since I retired uh, in 2009, uh, I've never been involved with, in the sport of boxing, unfortunately. Why is that, Blue Jaguar? Is there no interest? Uh, yeah, well, some you know, I became disenchanted with the with the way the things were going in the sport. For example, you know, uh, they did not permit the boxer to promote, like me, promote my own fight. You know, just like you know, Floyd Mayweather is doing in the United States. So I, I think that was those were other things that were that, that, that actually discouraged me, and, and a lot of other things. You know, for example, you would have uh, you know an uneven playing field whereby a particular promoter would be allowed to 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 give other boxers you know to to bring in other fighters as a late substitute so that did not 
uh, uh, you know, provide fair competition. So that did not, you, you know, level the playing field. And I think that was contrary to what, you know, South Africa sought to achieve that is eradicate the legacy of apartheid, you know, colonialism. So those sort of things, you know, would actually, you know, discourage somebody from participating in the sport, you know. So it's back to what your old man was saying, that uh, there is a monopoly of promoters, basically. There is a monopoly because you can even look, you know, super sport, you know, you know, you're obviously participating under the boundaries of, under, in the, within the borders of South Africa. I mean, you, you only have one guy that promotes fights. That is unfair, you know. It's unfair. I mean, it, it defeats the, the, the objective of, of, you know, eradicating that legacy of apartheid and, you know, leveling the playing field. And, and it also minimizes, you know, the, 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 the chances of creating extra jobs because, you know, you can actually create a lot of jobs through this sport, but uh, I think what Supersport is doing, you know, even SAPC, SAPC does, you know, permit other promoters to come in and play, but then you would have one promoter that gets more dates than other promoters. All those kind of things are unfair, you know. Even myself, you know, I would have loved have to come in as a promoter, but mm. I mean, seeing the manner in which things are being conducted, you realize that you, you don't have a chance of you making making it through this business. You understand me? Because if you are you are younger, you know, obviously you need to be drawn drawn in, you know, with some form of incentive. You understand me? Mm. You know, even the the, 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 the administrators, they, they just gotta let everybody where they're going. But unfortunately, in this case, I mean, they were not letting me. They were not telling me where they were going because you would see, you know, you know, the the, the our world was becoming skewed even more skewed because other people were, you know, getting more opportunities than other people, which is unfair. As I put it in the beginning, you know, it defeats that objective of eradicating the legacy of apartheid. What's it going to take to change it then, Blue Jaguar? I mean, you're a former boxer. Your voice should carry a lot of weight, especially if you feel aggrieved like this. What's it going to take to change the system? Because you're not the first person to complain about the system. Obviously, no one will make decisions for us, but as a former boxers, you know, and all and other stakeholders, we need to come, come around and sit on the round table, maybe have a convention whereby not only the boxers will be invited, but also the ex-boxers, they need to participate in that convention, whereby we can actually, you know, know, chart a way forward, maybe chart a new path, you know, that Mm. will actually uh, benefit all South Africans, including the sponsors as well, because those are the people that you would need to, to actually market the sport. There was a convention that was either going to be in May or June, but it's been postponed because of the coronavirus. Is it something that you were aware of, and would you like to be part of that? I would love to be part of that, but nobody made me aware of that. Maybe it's because I'm no longer a licensee, you know. Uh But as an as an ex boxer, as an ex boxer, you know, I believe you know some of us ex boxers can't be used by BSA to become ambassadors of the sport. So I feel that we need to be brought in. You know, we 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 are we are part of those you know components that are critical that can actually help rebuild boxing because. You can never go anywhere without us. You need us. You understand me? For example, my father is old. You know, he doesn't have the the, the sort of energy that I have. I'm not. I'm not saying he doesn't have, but I'm just saying, you know, when you compare ages, you know, you also need us because you know we have, you know, energy to carry this through. So unfortunately, we are not invited to this type of thing. Sure. No. Spoken with a lot of passion and the confidence that you had when you were fighting uh, Blue Jaguar. And uh, we're going to let you know when that convention comes back and hopefully you can be a part of it. A lot of people, before we speak to Morula Kid, a lot of people have said boxing died a slow death after it was no longer shown on the public broadcaster. How big is uh, the absence, how big effect is the absence of the SABC here when we talk about boxing? Uh, yeah, it is big. Uh, actually, today you would even need more than SABC. You know, to actually uh, bring back boxing, like I've put it. But obviously, SAPC plays a bigger role. You know, we, I remember we went to the uh, boxing in Namba in 2013. Mm. You know, we gave the, 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 the former sports minister, the Razmatas, mm. to, to, to ensure that, you know, boxing is sent back to, or is, is taken back to Sunday, you know, because Friday was late and nobody was watching the sport. 
So I don't know what happened there because there are resolutions that we made, but unfortunately, I don't see anything that we we, we did there that is that, that that has been implemented. We also told him that we need to bring in ex fighters like myself mm. and others, and then the rest of other boxers, the legends into the game, you know, so that we can actually uh, try to rebuild it. Because boxing right now, it needs to be rebuilt. You know, it used to be number two spot in the entire country, but unfortunately it has lost, it used to be one of the two, yeah. one of the two big, you know, the spots in the black community, but unfortunately we have lost that that, that rank, so we need to to rework again in order to to to, to, to achieve that, 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 that rank, you know, to become one of the top sports in the entire country. So a lot needs to be done. But like I'm telling you, they'll never go anywhere without us, the ex-boxers, because we know that we have the experience. We've been professionals. You know, we, we can actually actually add more value to to the sport, you know? Okay. Exactly. Thank, thanks for speaking to us, Anthony. But the people in the Eastern Cape have never forgiven you for beating Mulelo Potil in his uh, last fight. Was, uh, I mean, the men... Fighters, actually, it was a privilege and pleasure to meet him. <laughs> I wanted to meet to to, to, to even fight, you, you know, Vianne uh, Pungu, but that yeah. fight never materialized. I mean, it has it has been a privilege, you know. Uh, I respect him as a person. I respect him as a boxer. He has achieved a lot, and I thank him for having given me that opportunity. Because if you look back in life, whenever you you know you visit the archive of boxing. Yeah looking for your ex-world champion. My yes. name will be found right there next to the legend himself, the great Bulela Potide. And, and he never fought again after you... Fighters. He never fought again after you beat him, Anthony. But that's a story for another day. Former SA, All Africa, WBC International Featherweight Champion, right? Anthony Tsetla there. Speaking to us, and of course Bulela Potile, the legend himself, world champion in Two different weight classes, uh, bantamweight and featherweight there. Let's also speak to Morula Kid, Lawrence Ngobeni, who joins us on the line, gets his thoughts on what's happening with Mpumalanga. Morula Kid, uh, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us here on SAFM. Hey, how are you, sir? We are fine in you, sir. I'm right. Hey, good to hear your voice, Morula Kid. <laughs> okay. Where is the boxing in Pumalanga? What is happening? No, it's it, it still there, although it's not as big as it used to be. Mm. Uh, the guy who was managing me then, Mr. Sessa, Paul Sessa, mm. father of Anthony. Sikabop. Sikabop, <laughs> yes, yes. He's, he's still in the game, but he's in the amateurs. So um, we're working almost uh, and in love. I'm working in the pros, he's working in the amateurs. For you, what's gone wrong? <laughs> Uh, like what? <laughs> I'm saying the fact that boxing in Pumalanga is not where it used to be because people are saying, ah, we don't even know the former boxers from Pumalanga or current boxers from Pumalanga. Yeah, you know, without champions, it becomes difficult to to have tournaments, especially in the province. And we, we there's lack of promoters also in Pumalanga. Hmm. Yeah. And you, are you still involved in the sport? Yes, I'm, I'm, as, as I'm saying, that uh, Mr. Sigabapa is busy with the amateurs, I'm busy with the pros. We, we now have, we, this year we just turned two pros. One is uh, Makanya, he comes from Swaziland, but he's based in Wittbank. The other one is Hassan, he's mm. from Uganda, mm. uh, but he's based in Wittbank. So they, I think you'll... they'll be big stars, those guys. Hassan is a middleweight and... Makanya is a lightweight. So we must look out for them. Yes. Hassan yes, yes. and Makanya. Yes. Okay. No, if the Morulak. Is that Hansan and Subungu? Yes. Oh, okay. No, I've heard the name. I can't say I've seen him fight, but I've heard about ha- Hassan Nsubungu. No, we'll, we'll watch out for him then, uh, Morulak. It is good to hear that you are still involved in boxing. Are you getting any support though? Uh, yes. Yes. Are you happy with the support that you're getting? I am, yes. Okay, let's also speak to a boxing trainer and manager at Lubisi Boxing Promotions, former boxer himself, Mr. Abram Lubisi. Good evening, uh, Mr. Lubisi. Thanks for speaking to us here on SAFM. 
Good evening, Mr. Tabiso and the listeners. Thank you? you. We are just calling around people there, <laughs> Emma there in Bumalanga, just to find out about the state of boxing. What are your thoughts on uh, what's happening in the province at the moment? Yes, uh, we, are, we are trying by all means. We are pushing uh, for the boxing to come back. Hmm. Uh, at this stage, uh, me, I'm working with professional boxers, although we've got some developments as well in, the, in my gym. But uh, more or less, I'm working with professional boxers, whom you guys will always see them running around, fighting around the uh, South African province, Gauteng, namely Gauteng, Cape Town, and Devon, and so on and so on. Uh, so we are pushing. Who are some of the boxers that you're working with? Uh, we are working with uh, Colin Mgiri, mm-hmm. who's rated who's rated in South Africa in the lightweight. Uh, Sam Sitole is also rated in the lightweight. Uh, my son Anel Lubisi, yes, who yes. was part of uh, Rodney Berman's team, and uh, we, we're working with quite of uh, professional boxers uh, that we have, um, Toby Singosi as well, and so on and so on. So at this stage, we've got. 12 professional boxers within our gym. Oh, is Mgidi the one they call the butterfly? Yes, 100%. Okay, that young man. So if so, would you say that the talent is there then in Bumalanga? There's no question about the talent. There is a talent in Bumalanga. There is a talent in Bumalanga. It's, it's just that it needs some time and, and also a support that will come out from the government as well and so on and so on. Financially, we are training, but... Uh, when it comes to a talent, the talent is there. Is the willingness from uh, government to assist? We need that. That that will, will make us happy because our professional boxers will be able to showcase here at home. So they mm. will have an advantage as well when it comes to winning their fight. And and when you have tournaments in Bumalanga, where are they hosted? I remember, was it Graceland Casino where they used to fight? Yes, uh, I remember the last tournament in Graceland Casino was when um, Showtime was promoting ah. there, yes, on 2015. Then the, the last tournament of us was in office, was promoted by our great legends, Mr. Paul Tesla. Okay, This was our last show in 2017. Oh, but the last one at Graceland was in 2015? Yes, sir. Sure, that's a long time. Okay. That's a long, that's a long, that's a... Oh, that, that's what is making us unhappy because we we always on a road with this okay. young kid. Let me just take this voice note quickly. Hi, Tabiso. I'm actually thrilled that you actually uh, put um, Bumalanga and Bumalanga boxing on the spotlight. I used to be a great fan of those guys from Bumalanga. Uh, we used to have great footballers and also great um, boxing stars like your Aaron Wobini that you just spoken to. I so wish that um, boxing can be revived in each and every province. And to me, that can only be achieved if boxing can stop being run by an act of parliament. Okay, thanks for that uh, voice note. Uh, we are unfortunately out of time, but good to hear from the legends. Mr. Lubisi, we're going to leave it there, but we're going to pick up the conversation as we go along on the show. So uh, you won't be a stranger to the show. Okay, that's great, sir. Thank, thank you. you for having me, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you to Morola Kid. Also, thank you to Siga Bopa and the Blue Jaguar for joining our conversation. Maybe we'll continue next week and we'll build from this one.